Hey, y'all. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Oh, fucking fantastic. <laughs> Having a great <laughs> night great. now. <laughs> now it's good. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Oh, boy. <sighs> All right. I uh, gotta... Let me let me take a look at that some things here before we get started. All right, one <laughs> second. I'm almost there though. I almost got it. It's okay. Okay. No big deal. Oh. Good. Sorry, was he on No, go. I'm just looking at my PVR. I have a new Will and Grace to watch. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yay. All right. I guess we're ready to go. So, ready. Without further ado, five, four, four, three, four. two, one, and here we go. What are we? <sighs> are we just gonna shit the bed every time the Habs fail to meet up with expectations? Do you know what kind of meat grinder they're going into in fucking Columbus, Ohio? It yeah. is the worst cesspool to go into. Tortorella. We have a cannon. Tortorella. Coaching. Uh, Duchesne. Uh, bunch of other players. Duchesne. Yeah, Duchesne, <laughs> Duchesne. We uh, McQuaid. Yeah, yeah. We oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. We're going into there with a completely new Columbus Blue Jackets team that the Habs had never faced before in what is, without a doubt, mathematically, the most important game of the season. Habs played them into a wall in the first eight minutes of the game. Uh, first ten minutes, I would suppose. And unfortunately, the ice started to shift into the Blue Jackets' way. Especially, especially when they took the lead in that 3-2 from that Duchesne to, uh, I think it was a Panarin a freaking shot there, that cross ice one. And yeah, it I was, was Panarin. Yep. And that was a, that kind of killed it for whatever reason. Blue, Cat, Blue Jackets take the lead. They have, it's a 3-2 game going into the third winnable game that became unwinnable Shortly yeah. after, absolutely just losing it in the third period. Two goals for Columbus in the first five minutes by Riley Nash and Oliver Bjorkstrand. And then in the final two minutes by Dubinsky in an open net when Price was pulled with more than five minutes left in the game. <laughs> so, holy shit, I am looking at the stats right now. Oh, God. And it is unkind. Brennan yeah. Gallagher, minus four. Uh -oh. Shea Weber, uh -oh. minus three. Victor uh -oh. Matei, minus two. And, <laughs> and it goes on. Um, It was not a good night for the Habs. Their playoff prospects at this point are, whole shit! That's pretty much what it is at this point in time. Habs now have 90 points on the season with... Two, three, four games left. Right? Four games? I think I think I'm right there, right? Five. Is it five games left? I thought it was eight, nine, um, ten. Yeah, no, 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 no. You got it. It's five games left. So Oh, okay. Wait, games played, seventy eight, seventy wait. Okay, where's the schedule? Am I am I just dumb? I might be just dumb. 
And the NHL, you could be right. And the NHL website's calendar is all fucked up. Four games left. Winnipeg, big team. Tampa, the biggest team. The Capitals, I think we can beat them. And the fucking Toronto yes. Maple Leafs, of course they're beatable. Oh god, the Leafs. The last game of the season. <laughs> so well, what? What this all means currently? All games are done. Montreal has four games left. Carolina and Columbus both have five games left, and they are currently beating the Habs handedly in the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And Columbus is tied with 90 points. Columbus has 91 points. Thank you, Washington Capitals. Yeah. Right now, Carolina can max out with 101 points on the season if they go 5-0. and Not going to happen. No. Columbus can max out with 100 points if they go 5-0. and not going to happen. Montreal can max out at 98 points if they go 4-0. and This is bad circumstances for the playoff hopes. Of course the Habs can go 4-0. But that means that Carolina, Columbus, our fortunes rely on them having a terrible last few games. And that's a, that's a bad thing to rely on. And well, we, we can only rely on ourselves. That's I was right. thinking, mm-hmm. um, I missed, I didn't miss, um, I didn't get to watch the first two periods, but it seemed to me, um, I was listening with uh, Dan and Sergio, and it seemed to me that they began to unravel when um, Columbus got that second goal, when they tied it again. Yeah, I would, I could say that. That um, first period was quite a thing to see from the Habs. They were playing at their best, without a doubt their best. Like they have been yeah. for the past week. That's something yeah. that we have to recall. The Habs have been playing lights out hockey for the past week, save again against the most important team to play against Carolina where they lost it in overtime. I also think that um Oh, that's a my, big point. My Oof. thoughts were their inexperience is showing. And I think that a loss like this is going to be good for them. Now is time to hunker down. Can't rely on other teams to lose. And you had this game and let it get away. The I agree. And the breakdown I want to see is just it came down to systems. And that would go right to experience. Because in the uh, last half of the game, halfway through the second into the third... I mean, uh, the Blue Jackets were just running circles around us. They had the passing lanes. They had open ice. Habs didn't have any of that. Couldn't win a battle on the boards. Puck goes one way, not the way we wanted it to go. And it was just one of those type of last half of the games where you don't want in a crucial time like this. And so here we are. Here we are. Um... I'm not too sure what else to say about that game. Uh, it's disappointing. A lot of people are uh, jumping off the boat. I admittedly <laughs> jumped off the boat uh, in the loss against Chicago last weekend. Granted, mm-hmm. then the Habs got their spark back. And I'm like, well, maybe we can make a miracle happen. But this is another one of those daggers there that mm-hmm. uh, either the Habs come back from this or, oh boy, that might be it. Yeah. That's when, the situation. Um, that is the situation. When when Brett Kulak scored in the beginning, I was like, the 17th! Meaning, like, you and your mom, Dave. 
myself, yeah, just... my mother, and a new friend that I met in Montreal, Chloe, which I will speak about soon. The Montreal experience, of course. I think people are probably <laughs> listening in on now. For day in the Montreal experience. <laughs> um, no, uh, Chloe. There, she is uh, a good follow. Chloe at, at Chloe Yunker. That's with a K at the uh, beginning there. Uh, she's good company, and she is also a number seventeen. Plays defense. Nice. And Shea Weber is her idol, so you have some competition, Veronica. Uh oh. <laughs> exactly. I follow her. She's very nice. Yeah, she is very nice. <laughs> so, so there's I mean, that. All they've got to do is take this loss, put it behind them, and remember how they lost. And they have to do that for the rest of the season, no matter what. Yeah, they're going to have to play very hard. Yeah, the, and I believe in their resolve they let this one get away and they are not going to forget this Mm -mm. same thing like after the chicago game yeah chicago was one of they are getting a crash course in learning how to lose yeah and what it takes to win that's right and what not to do no and it's very good it's going to be interesting it's very good it's very good i mean i'm not i'm not trying to spin it as a positive but it's just that's what they have to do. Yeah, it's the job right now. Yeah. You know, we take mm-hmm. uh, these guys. They play for our entertainment, essentially. But to them, mm-hmm. it's work. Absolutely, yep. it's work. And uh, It's their job. Everyone has a good day at work and everyone has a bad day at work. <clears throat> undoubtedly a bad day at work with a sweet summer vacation. Um, yeah. Either early or late. Which is still undecided, mind you. But damn, the prospects of it are very, very uh, shallow right now. Um, regardless. Yeah, mathematically, that's the reality. But um, Yeah, math is the reality. But Math is the reality. But. but, I mean, that's why you play the games. Because otherwise, they'd determine the Stanley Cup in October. Yep. Every year. Very true. And who is saying, somebody said the other day... Um, if every team that was supposed to win every game won every game, people wouldn't need to make bets. Nope. I think it was McGuire, actually. I heard him by mistake this week. Oh, God. Um, I know. My ears! But, <laughs> so they just got to... I was envisioning um, in my Jeep on the way home when I was listening. In the Jeep, uh, Jeep. going into In the Jeep. Going into the third, I was envisioning... Because they still had that game within reach. Oh, yeah. They're down by one. Absolutely winnable. Yeah. There was a um, that time that they – I forget what year it was that they were playing the game seven to make it to the Eastern Conference Final against Boston. It was said after the game that Carey Price stood up in the room going into the third period, and he said, guys, go out there and have fun. Enjoy this moment. Soak in this moment. And I was just hoping that he would do something like that because didn't it didn't look like they were having fun. So I guess he maybe didn't. But it's really important to remember to go out there and have fun. And when they have fun, they win. When they're having fun and confidence. But that's the thing yeah. that was, I think that was pretty much the nail in the coffin. Either that second goal, as you said, but man, that, that go-ahead goal by CBJ after that, oy, yeah. mm. that was... um. They 
could not get their feet back. They could not run their system back. And that was it. And again, who, like, I mean, Andrew Shaw is a champ, but they have so many young players who've never played in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. And Domi. I think that the exactly was about to murder somebody tonight. I know. Oh my gosh. He was ready to get the butcher knife out and just go straight Mike Myers. When I got home, I sent out my I'm home tweet. Yeah. And immediately got like 40 mentions. Oh god. Of people telling me that I should go back to work and I so I just immediately <laughs> shut Twitter off. And then the noise on the TV got so stressful that I muted the TV and I just synced up Dan and Sergio to listen to the rest of the game. What did Sergio and have to say about thoughts, this? Um, he, he basically just kind of broke down how they fell apart and why they fell apart and mm. that they were just, they just didn't have it. Um, you know, he was hoping that, Max Domi would not take any penalties. And he it, didn't. Like when he was getting. Yeah, wow. He, he um, kept it down. Got to give him some there credit. Was a couple there. of missed calls there, too. A couple of too many men's. Um, or it's hard to count when. Yeah. Yeah. The, Sergio's analysis is really good. Yeah, oh no. Sergio, he's a very sharp guy. Um, the I've stopped relying on referees. Mm-hmm. Especially now, because they're this like is, American police. This is oh. Pre- oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is pre-playoff hockey. They're getting ready to just let the boys yeah. play. Yeah, put the whistles yeah. away. And yeah. that became really evident uh, right in the first period when there was some um, some really questionable no no calls. But um, but that's the game. That's it. Where we are, where we are. Four games left in the season. Five for the rest of the people in the uh, what is it there the uh, the wild card, and we're just gonna take it a game at a time as we have been for the past mm-hmm. good while now. Yep, just gotta go to the mattresses. <laughs> yeah. The Godfather. Oh my God! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. Just gotta go to the mattresses. Yes, yes. Bunker down. Oh my God. Good one. Yeah, it took me a second. Believe in yourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's that's my message. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good message too. So, all right. Aside from that, some news uh, in the past week, and we'll kind of. I mean, we have like we've had five games in the since the last time we recorded, but I'm wanna I'm gonna push those to the side, get some news down, and then we're gonna talk about some fun stuff. So, some news. Andrew Shaw. Speaking of him. Is the Canadiens nominee for the Masterton Trophy? Yeah, which is very cool in recognition very of perseverance, well sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Uh, the Habs had a great little write-up uh, for him uh, in regards to that because his uh, recovery period during the summer like killed him. He hated it. Yeah, you know he it was had, not... he couldn't he walk. Said... He said that he was trying to take care of his nine-month pregnant wife while he was not able to walk. And she was trying to take care of him. That's right. All sorts of stuff. So the family part of it, the the work ethic part of it. Getting back into playing shape and then Shaw coming back uh, to the house. Yeah. And having himself literally a career year. A career year for somebody who's won two Stanley Cups, yeah. mind you. So. Yep. Man. Mm-hmm. 
People are he was talking... in a dark time right now, but I'm telling you, we got the core that we need. So there it is. Oh, yeah. He was talking to Dan today and said that, um, like, Dan was asking him about his recovery and, and what it took for him to come back from, like, the knee and the concussion. And he said he couldn't imagine, he can't imagine a life without hockey. So he did what he had to do. Right. Right. And um, Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go, Beth. Oh. Um, I just wanted to say that tonight when he was in the penalty box, he... I mean, nobody likes getting a penalty. Oh, that was um, such a freaking call. I yeah. think they're going to review that, too. Oh. But, anyway. And Andrew what definitely... It was a... They, uh, there was a he collision. He allegedly, like, like hit uh, Adam McQuaid high. And I'm pretty sure Adam McQuaid has a good few inches on Andrew's show. I have to look it up to be sure, but... It looked high. It looked... I don't know. I didn't... I didn't see it clearly, but... But Andrew, when he was in the box, he has his... He has a reputation of being feisty in the box. Yes. And he... He wasn't like that tonight. He just... He was like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit here. And I... You saw him, like, kind of chew his lips a little bit. But he just sat there and took the penalty and just left. Like, it was not... He... He, he didn't freak out about it at all. Did Columbus score on that one? No. 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 No team scored on the power no play. We does have scored shorthanded. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, and people were making jokes about um, like how Andrew um, took the penalty to get the Habs off the power play to make it. We scored on, four. on the four oh, on yeah. four. That's yeah. right. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. I forgot about yeah. that. So how the penalty happened was that uh, McCade, right? I think his, I think it McQuaid. was McQuaid was uh, skating backwards and Shaw was skating forwards. So with that whole aspect of it, uh, Shaw has more control and can actually see and whatnot. And he like clipped him. And yeah, McQuaid is a tall dude. And somehow it did. It didn't look great, but it also didn't seem like a huge hit either. But um, you know that's gonna be up to NHL players' safety, and they're gonna have to deal with that and whatnot. Yeah, like he went down the tunnel, but I don't. Did he yeah, come back? McQuaid. McQuaid did not come back either. That's the thing. But he left the ice under his own oh, power. Oh yes, I heard yeah. that one. And he just kind of yeah. like shuffled down the bench. Like he didn't. He he went. It was really weird. Because I was like, when is it going to sit down? Because he went to the to the nearest door, and then he just kind of, like, stood there for a minute, and then he just shuffled his way down behind, and I'm like, is it going to sit down? And then he went off the bench and down the tunnel instead of going to the door closer to the tunnel. It was strange. Yeah. And I laughed hmm. at him. So I don't he's even done. want to watch the highlights. So. And Shaw's, I mean, if Shaw gets, if he gets a hearing, imagine Shaw being suspended at this Let's point, not go there. Well, that's something we have to consider if they're considering a. Here's the thing, though. I don't even know where I. I think I saw it on Twitter. I forgot what count has said. Like, oh, they're probably going to look at that uh, hit there because Tortorella was going was apoplectic. Ha ha! Our new word. Yay! And Yay. um, yeah, I know, right? And uh, so who knows if it happens? That's yeah. it's just holy Christ. Bring a kid up. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah. We got plenty of firepower actually sitting on the benches. Yeah. Put Houdon in. Yeah. Put him in for Shaw. And they, there's oh, a Lord. five. There's a five inch difference between Shaw and McQuaid. Yeah, that's a head. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's that. Um. But yeah, so he's getting the Masterton Trophy. Another cool <laughs> bit of uh, news was uh, the NHL player polls came out. And, of course, the Habs were uh, gifted with the uh, players knowing that Carey Price is the top goalie in the league. Yeah. The Bell Center has the best ice in the league. And Thomas Tuna Tatar has the best <laughs> nickname in the league. And I was surprised by that. Me too. And Weber has the second best shot. Yes. Good. Thank you, After Veronica. Ovi. Ovi, really? Oh, yeah. Well, doll. Yeah, it's freaking yeah. Ovechkin, so... Yeah. That's not yeah. too surprising. So a lot of accolades from the players themselves uh, in the league, uh, giving them to uh, the Habs players. And I think that's all the news that was really relevant. Aside from actually an uh, interesting uh, little bit here, uh, Josh Brook has ended his season in, oh, I forget if it's either if he's in juniors right now or NCAA. Josh Brook. I think it's juniors. Uh, either way, uh, his playoff season has stopped, and he may go to the Rocket. Or, if the stars align, maybe they bring him up to the Habs. We actually don't know, but I can assume that he would be assigned to the Rocket, barring some crazy con- contractual thing. And Josh Brook has accolades in himself when I believe he was dubbed either a nominee or the winner of best defenseman in his league. Nice. So, and he's a lefty, which is what Ooh. we've been looking for. Oh. So oh. he's a, no, no, he's a, he's a piece that we kind of need to get Hello. good real quick. Hello. Oh, and speaking of Noah Juleson practiced with the team. Yes. Oh, good call. Yes. In a non-contact jersey. So yep. Noah Juleson can see. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. And uh, he might be back in the line. He'll be at, he'll be definitely at a camp, a training camp. Yes. For sure, yes. which is uh, next year's training camp. That's going to be a freaking feast. Oh, my Lord. Yes. I'm not looking. Let's not talk about next year yet. I'm we're just st- saying that's when season. that's when Noah can do stuff. Anyway. <laughs> I hope that Noah Jolson's dad is doing okay. Was he Just not? in general. No, just in general because he's a cool dude. And yeah, the people were cool. bullying him that one time. Stupid people. And he seems like a really nice dude. Well, he could just rip anybody in fucking half if he wants to. Probably. Yeah, he's a huge exactly. man. That's a Spray large. Spray him with a fire and hose. He, and he and he won't because he's secure in himself. Exactly. He doesn't need to do that. He can let the idiots be idiots. That's and right. Embarrass themselves. I'm like I, my son is amazing. Yeah, and I'm amazing. So fuck off. Yeah, and he's got lovely manners. Yes. Excellent. His parents did a nice job. Yeah. Good, Good yeah. job, Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Jolson. Thank yes. you. That's yes. right. <laughs> so, I believe um, that's the that's the Habs. That's prospect stuff. We have um, Paul Byron. Paul yes, I need to. Byron. I have things that I need to say. Say them. I hate. I officially hate Mackenzie Weger. <laughs> so okay. So Mackenzie Weger, as we let's recap, um, a few months ago, Paul Byron checked Mackenzie Weger, who is um, a, I think about five inches, 
four or five inches and about 40 to 50 pounds bigger than Paul Byron um, into the glass because Paul Byron is faster than a speeding bullet. Paul, yeah. Mackenzie Weger got a concussion. Paul Byron is not the type of player who normally does this. This was an accident, but Paul Byron says, Paul Byron said, I have to pay for my mistakes. It was an accident, but it was still my fault, and I deserve the, the punishment that I've got been I've received this three game suspension. Yeah. And I think did he have to pay a fine? No. I, I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So No, I think he did, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. I thought he did. Yeah, because uh Carcillo there was yeah. creating stink over that. And didn't he reach out to Mackenzie Weger as well? Yes. He reached out to Mackenzie yes. and whatnot. So this happens a few months ago. The last, the last time, the January. Yeah, January. Thank you. So then, on Saturday, I believe the the Panthers play the Bruins, and Mackenzie Weaker gets his ass handed to him by uh, what's his face? I think it's like Noah Atiari. Atyar, no, Noel X. Axiari, A-C-C-I-A-R-I. Um, I don't know how to say that. But anyway. So, um, but yeah. At, he, maybe it's a C-H sound. Maybe. Axiari. Noel. Yeah. No, Noel. Axiari. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah, Mackenzie gets his ass handed to him. So then on Tuesday night, last night. No, Tuesday night. That's not last night. Tuesday. <laughs> Mackenzie Weger decides to ask Paul Byron, "Hey, do you want to you want to own up for your 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 the concussion you gave me?" And I really do think that a lot of it has to do with him being made to feel small against Boston, to for him to go after somebody that much smaller than him that accidentally hurt him, and who has already served his suspension. Now he's missing more games because. And he took responsibility. Yes. It's not where he like, was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, he tried to just blow it off. He took responsibility for it. He per- personally reached out to the player. Yes. And yeah. And, and very the, publicly did a mail. Exactly. Exactly. And he said he worked on that apology all day to make sure it was perfect. Yeah. And Paul, but Paul Byron is an honorable man. And he's not going to back down from an honor challenge. Because that's how hockey is, and that's the code and all this bullshit. So now, Paul Byron, like, watching him f- almost fall on his ass, trying to skate off the ice, hurt my heart so much. Just because I know that that happened only because Paul Byron was doing what he thought was the right thing to do. Mackenzie, uh, this is dumb. Mackenzie, but Mackenzie is my fake name that I get out at, like, bars and stuff when people, like, I don't want to give my real name to. Oh, my name's Mavis. Mavis, that's a good one. Yeah. But now I'm like, I need to change it because I My don't want to be associated with Mackenzie, we- <laughs> Mackenzie Weaker. <laughs> shock. It's good, Jacques Auger. Yeah, if some, yeah, it's it's rare where I have to be like, my name's Jacques, all right? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So it's I haven't rare. given that name in so long, but yeah, Mavis, Mavis. was my name. I was a helicopter oh. pilot. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Some role play. That's right. Um,. Mackenzie was... Weger is a fucking coward and a piece of shit. Yeah. End of story. Done. Having to challenge and... fucking Paul Byron to make up for a suspension that he got. Fuck. I know, and my favorite was Mackenzie after Weger. how he's like, I didn't mean to hurt him. 
What yeah, did you mean to do? Were you punching him? <laughs> like, were you there? Mackenzie Weegers a few course, pucks short of a game, you know, so. Of course, immediately after um, Byron goes off, um, Twitter kindly uh, started blaming him for for getting concussed and accepting the fight. Um, oh, Arthur where was Basu, Weber? Maybe Delorier should have been in the lineup. No, like, no, it wasn't about no. Him. That's not Everything, who he wanted. Like, you know that guy, that miserable guy who hates Shea Weber? He tweeted out, oh, where's Shea Weber? When, he's on the when McKen fucking bench, pal. And it's like, what, 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 where's Shea Weber? What do you want him to do? Man, you want him to go out there and kill the guy when they're fucking killing the whatever that fucking Man, team is? Good thing, he wasn't is a, good thing he wasn't a sharpshooter in Nam, or else he would have been pecked off like, already, that fucking idiot. He's being damn. he's busy being the captain of your favorite hockey team. Like if you've got such a fucking problem. That that guy Habs aren't his favorite hockey like, team. He's a miserable piece of shit and dumb. Yeah, over. yeah, that's true. Sorry. Um, Not sorry. So Fuck Bassu, him. <laughs> oh, I was apologizing to you. I'm just being Canadian. Um oh, Arpin well, Basu then tweets just being Canadian. <laughs> Arpin Basu then tweets out something I don't remember. Something about how you know, Paul Byron can't be doing that. We're in a push for the playoffs. You can't be accepting that fight. And so I tweeted back at him. Paul Byron said in the preseason after he had that fight in the Florida game that he he literally said, I'm not backing down from anyone. And then it was t then, of course, people were tutting to me about how um about how it was a boneheaded maneuver because he just took himself off the team in a crucial time. I understand all that. Paul Byron, if he's challenged to a fight, is not going to say no. J.P. O'Connor, who's one of the guys on TSN 690 that I enjoy a lot, also replied to Arvin Basu, Paul Byron's not rejecting, he's not turning down that fight. He's old school. And he exactly. said, Gordy Howe would call him old school. If you don't know that about Paul Byron, then what fucking hockey team are you watching? Right? So, I just, I yeah, don't understand. I mean, it, it's brave or I don't know what. Like, it's a mix of bravery and stupidity, and I, I don't necessarily like it, but I understand it. It's the stupid hockey thing, but, and yep. is, that's the way it is. Carrie Price said after the game. It, that's the way it goes. And Carey Price himself said, maybe I'm, maybe I'm old school. And then he's like, Paul's got to take some brass to do that and hope he's going to be okay and all of that. But they, they all have, a, they all live in a completely different world than we do. It's yep. And Mackenzie Weger is a fucking coward. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Uh, now, like, good you news. didn't mean to fucking knock his head off. Yeah. An uppercut while he's down. Fuck off. Asshole. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. So, uh, some good news, though. Um, Claude uh, mentioned uh, earlier today that Byron's making a rather swift recovery, uh, apparently. Oh, thank God. Uh, <sighs> he's looking good. Um, just didn't make the trip to uh, Columbus for obvious reasons. So, I'm really hoping he'll be back on Thursday. So, Sergio, right after he went down, sorry, Dave. No, no, no. Sergio said... Um, he he was saying it from the player's point of view. He said he wanted to get up and skate himself off the ice because he's embarrassed. 
Yeah. But oh my God, Beth, did you did, did you watch? I watched, that? I watched oh, it. I barely it could. turned my stomach. My heart. Could. Like he he his knees were so weak. Like he just. Mm, yeah. Well, if 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 that's so, and his recovery is swifter than they imagined already, that's it, that's a good that, sign. That's a good testament. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean. Uh... They they would never take any risks with him. No, 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 no. No matter Absolutely. what. No. But and Byron knows that's himself encouraging. too. So, and I'm happy he for does. him too that he can, because I want him to enjoy his family more than anything. So, hopefully, it's not a long term. Yeah. Injury. Nope. No. Well, well, I'm sure we will get an update tomorrow, because uh, we have to figure out what the lineup's going to be against in our next game against Winnipeg. And whatnot. So we'll we'll more than likely find out either Friday or Saturday some updates on Mr. Paul Byron, and yeah. he has all of our love, of course. Yes, without yeah. a doubt. Get well soon. Get, Get well, well soon, soon, Paul. Mr. Get Byron. well soon, Paul. We love you. Mm-hmm. We do, Monsieur Byron. Je t'aime. Um, <laughs> so are, no. would it be Biron? <laughs> I don't know. So aside yeah. from all of Biron. that, I um. I had I had myself quite a weekend. Yeah. Yes. And uh, this might eat up the rest of the episode, actually, because there's <laughs> a lot to go through, and I probably won't even touch on everything. So, by the grace of Providence, um, I one December afternoon uh, paid off one of my student loans. I was like, you know what? That feels pretty good. I want to treat myself. So I started thinking of something cool to do, and then it popped in my mind. Oh wait. I remember reading an article about this quote-unquote fantasy camp that the Habs do that no one's heard of, and I just happened to read about it one time last year, you know, back then. And I was like, well, let me see if they're doing it again. Quick search on Google, Habs fantasy camp. Lo and behold, some rogue website registration sheet pops up that is attached to the Habs website. I was like, oh, there it is. So I sign up, submit. I get a call. On my phone, designated Montreal, Canada. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. So I answer that, and it is a gentleman by the name of Brian De Silva. It says, hello, uh, David Auger. Uh, this is Brian De Silva of the Montreal Canadiens. I was like, oh, how are you, Mr. Brian? He says, well, hey, we got your registration sheet, and I just wanted to give you some details because you are in the camp. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So, let's talk about what this really meant. The Habs Fantasy Camp. Yes? Yeah, sorry. Well, remember when you were deciding whether to go? Yes. And you were like, is it irresponsible? Should I do it? Talk me out of it. (laughs) I'm like, dude, (laughs) if I were you and in your situation, no kids, no mortgage, that kind of, I I would spend that money. Yes. He asked yes, me too, yes. and I was like, "Dave, go." My own yeah. mother said, "Do not," and I was like, "Well, <laughs> too bad, mom. Two, two to one right now." She's so. not a Habs fan. Exactly. We and love now, your mom. Yeah, if it was a Golden Knights camp, oh my god, I'm sure she would be really into it. Yeah, and that would exactly. be cool too. Meeting Flurry, oh my lord, maybe, maybe meeting Flurry. Anyway, and Bark Andre. Yeah. That's right, yeah. and the doggo. But so let that. So you get registered, and what is this? I'm going to kind of do a summary. 
the Habs fantasy camp uh, allow uh, takes in people that pay into it uh, the opportunity to feel as close to a pro player as possible for the Habs organization. That means you get two practices and a game. Thursday practice, Friday practice, Saturday game. Uh, during the course of those days, you are treated, uh, like I said, as much as a pro would be. Uh, you are meeting alumni players, which you actually don't, and there's you know certain surprises along the way as well. Uh, you're meeting the alumni players, and uh, you're just given the treatment. So, let me explain what this is all about. So, it starts on that whatever Thursday it was. So, I leave work, and um, I leave work, head over to my place, pack up all my fucking stuff, and then I um, <laughs> head up uh, to uh, Montreal Wednesday evening. I get to uh, the Renaissance Hotel in Montreal and check in. Decent, well, more than decent uh, hotel and which is also which is part of the camp's fee. So I was really nice. So I get in, unpack all my stuff, take my car, park it in Longuier, and <laughs> take the metro back to the freaking uh, uh hotel downtown. <laughs> it's because the the <laughs> so right. Okay, I cough up this cash for the camp and then it's like, "Well, it'll be about 30 bucks a night to park your car here." I was like, "Fuck that." So I went somewhere <laughs> else. Um Wednesday night, I went out for a little bit. How and- cold was it? It wasn't that cold. It was like uh, oh. around zero one, you know, as okay. the low. You know what I mean? Right. Granted, okay. the, the wind chill is killer in Montreal, though, so that oh, was yes. one thing. So it wasn't like you know the dead of cold, essentially. Like Beth, when we went, it was freaking like <laughs> that was so cold, blackout cold. <laughs> oh my gosh. Regardless, so um, Wednesday night I go out to a bar, have myself a drink on my own. I see a bunch of other guys in Habs gear. I'm like, these must be the rest of the campers, older gentlemen. As it was people of bearing, one would say, and of means as well. So I just I mm-hmm. wanted to get an idea of the competition at this camp because I wanted to impress, of course, right? So yeah. I check that out, have my drink, head out, crash for the night, and then I wake up Thursday morning, and it is day one. Now I'm pretty much going to go through my thread on Twitter since I'm trying to remember everything because it's freaking hard. <laughs> it's so much, yeah. so much, so much. So. I wake up, go down to the lobby, bunch of people in Habs gear, you know, ready to go. All their bag, all their equipment bags are out, all their sticks are out and whatnot. So I'm just like looking around and I uh, luckily uh, just bump into somebody who's like pretty much close to my age. And he, uh, let's see, Zach what is his name. So him and I start talking, talking Habs and whatnot. And we're hanging out and I look around and like my bag was in a spot earlier and then it was gone. I was like, oh, no. Well, how about that? That's not convenient. I have to play hockey. So I go over to where the bag was, seeing if someone, like, moved it. And a gentleman by the name of Tyrone came by. He's like, are you looking for your bag? And I'm like, well, yes, I am. He's like, don't worry. We took care of it. It's already in the bus. I was like, oh. So it's going to be like that. Oh. It's going to be like oh. that for the rest of the weekend. So great. So I'm awesome. talking with Zach. And uh, then this um, this fellow uh, comes by, you know, stocky guy, uh, jeans, uh, flannel shirt, beanie. He has a cup of Tim's in his hand, and he like stands over there. And then someone's like, "Oh, that's Josh George's," and it was. Oh, Josh George's staying in the hotel with us. Comes down to the lobby and starts talking with everybody. Um, I'm able to you know talk with him a little bit. It's Josh George's. It's Josh George's. <laughs> no, it's, it's Josh George's. It's King George, for God's yeah. sake, hanging out with us <laughs> in the lobby. So we were treated. So Josh George's, I can't. 
I can't stress enough how much of an awesome, awesome guy he was at the camp. Just from, number one, that initial experience where he's just talking to people, already signing things, taking pictures of the people. And he rides the bus with us that morning to the practice facility. So he sits there. But he's not the only guy there. We were surprised to see Kerry Frazier, Hall of Fame ref, retired recently, and apparently one of the most decorated refs in hockey, uh, yeah. also be in the bus. And, oh, my God, did he have stories you would not believe. Oh, my Lord, was it awesome. I actually um, I recorded. Fraser. What's that? Yeah, I re- Fraser did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fraser did, yeah, for sure. So, and um, I actually have one of them recorded, and I'd love to attach it to one of the podcasts at some point, or at least put it up separately. But I want to get his permission first, so I'll see if I can yeah. even get that. Because there's some language, you know, like good <laughs> language, but it's uh, just amazing. He's talking about like when he, the day he refed a uh, Mark Messier's retirement game. He's talking about like um, game seven Habs against the Nordiques stuff i mean it's just incredible incredible stuff the guy's a wealth of hockey knowledge and incredibly charismatic a huge huge was he there for the sorry was he there for the good friday massacre i don't know is that the one okay oh just one of the game sevens i'm i'm saying right i don't i think it was the year after that actually that he refed so the rivalry was quite vivid i think I got to – no, I got to – don't quote me on that. You weren't there, so you can't prove it too bad, but don't quote me. <laughs> so um, we get to the rink in Laval, and they have lunch for us. So they have like a buffet pretty much, and, you know, we're getting food. We're sitting down. We're meeting each other. We're, you know, doing all that stuff. And who walks in? None other than Gaston Gingras, a wow. – uh, ooh, uh, probably a couple or several uh, cup winner for the Habs during the 80s, I want to say – if I'm recalling correctly, my history They only won here. one in the 80s. Right. Thank you. He might have yeah. been there for the 90s one, though. Or the 70s one, maybe? It's tough. He has, like, a weird, like, his, his spot in the roster is kind of weird. <laughs> but uh, he does have one or two of them regardless. So Gaston is just boom. Hey, guys. Welcome to the camp. Oh, I know a bunch of you guys. Because a bunch of the guys in the camp have done it multiple years. So he's, uh, you know, getting himself familiar with everyone again, and he's having a good old time. And, uh, you know, uh, we're finally, uh, we're eating, we're getting done with their eating. And uh, Gaston is, uh, he ends up sitting at the table I'm sitting at. I was like, ah! So I'm just hanging out with him. And eventually uh, Josh Georges comes by, and, uh, you know, Gaston Gaston stands right up. I was like, ah, oh, thank God we brought some youth to the camp this year. And they had a good you know, yakking like that. And uh, so we finished up with food. And then the first thing that hits me like a thing of rocks is that we're going into the locker room. And shit you not, if they have stalls, of course, set up with all of our Habs gear hanging, waiting for us in our, in our bag, all of our bags somehow under our benches. So I'm standing there and it's just like, it's a practice jersey. One of the last year's ones regardless, but it's the pants. It's the helmet. Yeah. The blue helmet. It's the gloves. The the gloves in the tricolor waiting for me to just put on whatever. No big deal. <laughs> but it was a big deal because I'm like, it was that moment where I thought it's real now. You know, I'm going to be part of what's going on here. Yeah. And so while we're changing, uh, none other, somebody else walks in and it's none other than the vice president 
of the NHL player safety, Stefan Quintel, who is mm. also a, a Habs player from, you know, bygone years. Um, he just walks in, very impressive looking guy. I look up to him and like a camera's following him. Of course, I didn't know his face. I was like, oh, wait. I just I just put my hand out hoping he'd introduce himself and thank God he did. Because <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know off the top of my head. And he introduced himself. I was like, ah, oh, you're that guy. And I told him like, I don't envy your job, buddy. And he just laughed and signed some stuff for people. <laughs> so we all get we all get our stuff together and then we have practice. I have a practice with Gaston Gingras, Josh Georges, and Stefan uh, Quintel skating with us, running drills with us, you know, and uh, Gaston was great. And that was, I mean, it, it, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect when it came to these practices and whatnot, but that first practice, we were, we were put through the ringer. It was a two and a half hour long practice and he freaking rode us like horses. Holy hell. You know, I kind of figure it's going to be all ha-ha fun and this, that, and the other thing. But, no, we were doing some sprints. We were doing, ed- like, complicated edge work. We were doing, like, these, you know, it, it, as as obscenely complicated passing drills as you could think of, at least at, you know, my level. But, you know, it's just crazy. But, you know, just the whole experience there is that we're, we're setting up for, uh, you know, one of the early things we did was that we did do um, – the edge work, like I said, so we're doing our strides and we're working on all that stuff and then just doing like crossovers and such. And we're setting up for one of those. And God damn it. If I'm one of the first guys in line to do the skating drill, cause I, of all the things that I do, I'm, I'm confident in my skating. And I look over to my right and Josh Georges himself is setting up to do the drill with me. He's the first <gasps> guy on his line. You know what I mean? So whistle blows, we go, you know, I fumble like one of them, and then I stop, you know, at the blue line where, where we, you know, stop, of course. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. And Josh was like, yeah, I know. I mean, I haven't worked my edges like this in a while. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's awesome. So, no, he was he was just having a blast and having a good time with everybody. And, um, yeah, it was, just, it was just so great. So we do the whole practice, and it's – it's just it's unbelievable playing being on the ice with all those guys and all the guys at camp are really cool and we're getting off the ice and if not you know we have all this gear and stuff but now we have customized laundry bags when we get back to our locker room <laughs> like my name's Ooh. on it and I'm like oh shit and he said yeah just put all your hockey unders in this thing you know all the uh, the the spandex underneath and whatever you wear like beneath you know your your pads and whatnot if you do uh, throw it in this bag and we'll take care of it. You leave all your stuff oh here. God. We'll we'll take care of everything. I was like, oh shit! Oh. So that was really cool. So just again, just some of the stuff that they do for you. Um, since we were in Laval, including give you hockey tape and hockey yes. tape at the end. Yep. They said hockey tape's free reign, <laughs> and let me tell you, that is some good tape. <laughs> Did you get to bring any back with you? Oh yeah, yeah. They said just take it. I was like, oh shit. Okay, I only I only got Did myself you get one in every color. No, I just got one black roll because everyone was really quick on it. I was like, damn. <laughs> But that's okay. It's 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 really okay because I'm like okay, I'm gonna use this sparingly. You still know that it's Habs hockey team. Oh, absolutely. This stuff was handed me by the Habs organization, for God's sake. So, um, so oh yeah, but one of the things I practice. So I'm a center, right? And one of the things that like I I don't have a shot. My passing so so, and my positioning is kind of shitty because I'm not uh, super great on my skates. But what I do like doing are face offs. And I can skate, but not super well. But if it's one thing I got to 
think about, that I'm better that I can skate better than I can shoot, essentially. So Kerry Frazier, he comes out in like his ref gear. He's like, all right, centers, who wants to do some face-offs? I was like, oh! So he just did, he had like, you know, a dozen pucks of them, just bam, face-off, 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 right? And so I got to do that a few times, and that was really cool with him. And he was counting out who, counting down, like, counting out who, like, which one, won which one, and he was super cool about it. It was really awesome. I loved it. it that's was awesome. so fun. Oh, my God. It was, and that's the whole thing. It was just so fun. Uh, Gaston was having fun coaching us. Whenever someone fucked up, he'd have a whole laugh about it. Um, <laughs> it was so great because he did it primarily in English, of course. But there were a few like diehard Quebecois there as well uh, as part of the camp. So he would do the English and just so quickly just you know, uh, say whatever it is he's talking about in French, like a rouge blanc du gardien, and then bam, it's like, oh, okay. And so it's it's really because he has to do that because he coaches in Montreal, like uh, minis and whatnot, all the kids and such. So he just has to. Anyways, first day's not over. Uh, after we get uh, cleaned up, uh, they said, hey, we have a treat for you guys. We get to check out the Rockets locker room. So we got to check that out, which was really nice. And there was a bunch of gear there. I saw La Cuvée's stall, which was cool, yeah. which was really cool. Love you, La Cuvée, by the way. Excellent guy. And yeah. um, then we're on the bus, and uh, George's had a great story about that whole – the whole story about him saying no to the Toronto trade, which is essentially true <laughs> pretty much. So yeah. uh, incredible guy. And we got all the details about him talking to his agent, agent talking about this thing and that thing and what eventually led to him being ultimately uh, sent over to Buffalo and whatnot. And it was just fascinating stories. I don't want to like say anything because that's yeah. like his territory and whatnot, but he was so open about it. That's what really surprised me. He was just telling us everything. You know, he was so cool about it. Uh, then we got some, then we got like a nice pullover with embroidery of the camp. And then we got to catch the game against the Islanders. Uh, and we were on the Habs, uh, ticket with that, meaning that we got to sit in the club Desjardins section, uh, which meant free Mm -hmm. food. And, Mm -hmm. uh, we got beer tickets so we could just give somebody a beer ticket and boom, there we go. And it was just incredible because the Habs destroyed the Islanders that night. And uh, that was a great way, essentially, to end that particular day. And then we went out drinking. And I closed, and I closed, down, the, and I closed down the hotel bar. <laughs> That's right. So that was day one. How much time? How much time do we have left? <laughs> okay, it's it's just it's hard. I don't know what else to, what else to mention. So okay, day two. Uh, wake up in the morning. I'm not hungover. Uh, let's see. Okay, so this was Friday. So here's here's the thing. Friday there was like a special team activity that I did not participate in because I won uh, another contest, like. <laughs> Like a completely separate thing that allowed me to go to the Habs team's uh, team photo, right? So I did that instead of the team activity. But I'm going to talk about the team activity that they did do because it was really cool. So the team activity that the rest of the campers did was that they they got to go to Olympic Stadium and take batting practice against Expo's pitcher, uh, Derek Aquin. And... That's just fucking cool. <laughs> so they got to go to home plate at the Olympic Stadium, you know, try to, you know, take, you know, swing a few bats with Alcoa pitching at them and whatnot. So that was a really cool thing that I did miss. But, like, 
what I did get to do was also really cool. Um, so I head over to the Bell Center early, like around 9 o'clock, and um, I meet up with uh, Jess Habs, a uh, big Weber fan, at Jess Habs, if you know her. She is a huge influencer. Hi, Jess. Jess. Thank you, and again, and sorry, because this is how the story plays out. When I was told (laughs) about this contest, I thought that winners would actually be in the team photo, right? Yeah. Let me tell you what happened. We all did. I know. So we're walking in, and there's a lot of people. There's like 100 people at this thing, and I was like, this is going to be really complicated. So they sit us in a particular section, and we see all the lights set up, all the camera stuff set up, and the stands set up, you know, where the players sit. And we're like, oh, cool. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And they're testing <laughs> the photo equipment, and we're waiting there. And a lingering thought comes up in the back of my head while I'm sitting there with Jess. And I was like, fuck, I think this is the photo. And I tell her yeah. that, and she's like, Oh no! And I said, "Oh no!" <laughs> At the pretty much like at the same time, and if you wouldn't know it, like five or ten minutes later, the photographer says, "Okay, everybody, stand up straight. I mean, um, sit up straight, and we're going to take the picture now, and we're going to Photoshop you into the team photo behind <laughs> the players." Which I get, Aww. I get the gesture, and it's cool, but at the same time, what I envisioned in my headspace was way cooler. So I was like, yeah. fuck. And Jess, again, I am so sorry. She she <laughs> says I shouldn't be, but I am. Because she got up <laughs> super early to train in the Montreal and come in before, like, her work, you know? <laughs> so Aww. I ruined her morning. No, you didn't. I know. No, I made it didn't. better. You guys still got to watch the photo. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, we, we watched a bit of it. I mean, she did have to go eventually. But, yeah, so we did get to watch the photo, and that was really cool. So I'm sitting there. And, you know, you can't take any pictures. You can't do anything, right? So I, I did sneak one, though. But regardless, um, <laughs> don't tell anybody. Uh, so, you know, the, the players are set up, and they take the official photo. And then, oh, my God, did none other than Flambo come onto the ice. And, and he can't walk on ice at all. <laughs> they need to give him little booties. He just he just slipping, sliding. He's so happy to be there. He just doesn't care. And they hand the leash to Weber, right? So Weber's holding the poor dog, and the dog sits. And it's a well-trained dog, right? Sits, and the trainer goes away. But as soon as the trainer's like 50 feet away, the dog's like, I want a treat. So he turns around. <laughs> Puts his nose into Gallagher's gloves looking for a treat. Nothing. Turns around, puts his nose into Byron's gloves. Nothing. And then he does the same thing with Weber. And it's just they're trying to calm him down just to get the picture taken. And eventually they do. Like split second, the dog was looking at the camera. Bam, got yeah. it. And then dog's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. So <laughs> so that was really funny. And uh, so they got the team picture. They got the team picture with the dog. And then, uh, you know, then the players' families got to come out. So you got to see all the kids, the wives, and everybody. And it was just super cool just to see that experience and how it unfolded. Now, something that I was very lucky to watch, like, after the picture um, was uh, the scratch practice. So all the players that had that are that were scratched, uh, oh. that have been scratched, we got to see them practice. So I mean, Niemi's not scratched, but we got to see Niemi and Lindgren uh, in net. And what they did is that they did for most of the practice, they did a three on three, and it was um, Weiss, Pekka, um, Houdon, uh, Delorier. Oh, I'm gonna miss some names now. Crap, uh, Riley, 
and one more, I thought. Just all our scratches, essentially. I think I got them yeah. all, actually. Yeah. Maybe. So them. But, 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 but the big treat was that they were joined by by Drouin and Katka Niemi. Oh. <gasps> I know. So, so number one, that was really interesting to me, like seeing Drouin on the ice, because as we've all read that article before, how the media you know puts the pressure on him for giveaways and such, uh, he was at that scratch practice to work on his stuff, and so was Kotkaniemi, and they didn't yes. have to be there. I don't know. Oh, well, okay, I don't know. Maybe the coach said get out there, but you know this was a scratch practice. None of the other team was there, so they were working hard. And man. You know, I've played three-on-three before, but watching them play three-on-three, holy cow. So good. I mean, Kotka, like, we weren't supposed to, like, react or anything, but Kotka, like, got four goals or something, you know, just with these (laughs) crazy slick moves. I mean, he's – the kid's got it. The kid's got it. And he was having so much fun. Every time he got a goal, he was like, Pyaw, right! you know, just everyone was having a blast, even though they were working at, you know, what they were working on. So that was really cool to watch. Um, So Flambeau, okay, I'm going through the Twitter feed. And then, yeah, yeah, so that happened. So, okay. Hold on. And then you went to the next game. Well, or was it that night? Actually, so after that, then we had practice at the Bell Center, oh. the camp, yeah. right? And that's when I got to meet uh, Sergio Momesso. Hi, Sergio. Excellent Hi, guy. Hi, Sergio. Hello. Um, Derek Aquan, the pitcher that was at the uh, Olympic Stadium, came by. And Carrie Frazier was there as well. So we're all hanging out uh, for our – let's see. Didn't we get food at some point? I thought we did. Regardless. Uh, so we we also, we also did a tour of the Bell Center. And okay, then came the practice. So we got like the usual tour that normal people get at the Bell Center, and that was really cool. Did he um, ask you your tour? What? No, did she did ask? not. She was no. busy, and I texted okay. her about that, and she was pissed. So whatever. Um, too bad, Yaz. Love you, Yaz. Oh, uh, yeah. And then we got geared up for the practice at the Bell Center, and it was the same same thing again. You know, got Gaston Gingra. Uh, but this time, Derek Aquan, white that pitcher that I mentioned, he joined us on the ice. He is six eight off skates. <gasps> he is a oh my tall, God. tall man. And even Josh George's, you know, I nudged him. And I'm like, dude, that guy's huge. He's like, you don't have to tell me, <laughs> you know. So it was just, it was just so, so crazy. Just and he was good too. You know, he could move, he could skate really well, even for being so damn tall. I mean, it was incredible watching that. So that was a thing. And I remember um, during that particular practice, uh, I was on – we were doing uh, three on two. So three forwards getting into the zone against two defensemen and then trying to get a a goal, right? That that was the drill. And I was on a line with Sergio Momesso. And God damn it, if I wasn't high up in uh, one of the – like above uh, above the dot and I saw a lane to, to Momesso and I made the pass and Sergio did get the tip but the goalie blocked it, I was like, man, that would have been so fucking cool if that went in. Oh, yeah. So that happened and I'm shaking my head, coming off the ice with Sergio and resetting the drill at center ice. And Gaston's like, good play, boys. Good play, boys. OJ, don't shake your head. I was like, okay. <laughs> I did okay. I did okay. <laughs> you know, and that that was just that was just another cool thing. Cause Gaston, he's watching. I mean, he's he's running a practice. You know, he's he's doing all sorts of 
Good stuff. And um, so after the practice, you know, again, we get cleaned up and then we have a team draft. So we're sitting in the Habs press room and uh, they're calling our names and they're giving us jerseys. And I get on oh. on, on Team Red and Derek Aqua is the guy announcing everything. And the guys on stage are, you know, the guys that have been at the camp so far, Kerry Fraser, Stefan Kittel, uh, Gaston, Gaston Gingra. Exactly, Gaston Gingra and Josh Georges, of course. And so we get up there, we get a hat, you know, we get a jersey, and that was, you know, it was a cool, cool little thing. So I got on Team That's Red. cool. So that was cool. I, was, I would have been happy if I was red or white because if it was white, original colors. If it was red, that's the colors now, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it was a lot of fun. So after that, oh, I forgot to mention something, and this almost gave me a heart attack. So during our <laughs> practices, I'm setting up for a drill, like just a regular passing drill. Uh, in the corner of the ice, like way against the boards, uh, next to one of the goals, right? And so I'm setting up. I'm I'm next up uh, on the uh, on the drill, and I look up, and god damn it, I see Kotkaniemi on the bench watching the practice, and I was like, oh my god, that's freaking crazy. After the practice, I was speaking to Tyrone, the the guy uh, who was managing our equipment before from the bus. Awesome guy again. Thank you, Tyrone, for everything. And Tyrone, I now he might have been pulling my leg because he he's a jokester, Tyrone. But he said, but he said Kolka Niemi came out, it came out to uh, the bench, and he gave one of his Kolka Niemi faces like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, <laughs> you know, you could you could picture it. And so Tyrone is telling him that you know this is a fancy fancy camp that fans buy in to play and to get to play with like alumni and whatnot. And th- then Tyrone said that Kolka Niemi said. He was like, oh, man, if I didn't have to go to dinner, I would play with these guys. And I was like, Aww. oh, my fucking God, that's good enough for me. <laughs> you skip, know? You skip dinner. I couldn't believe it. I was like, if if that happened, just lights out, I would have just went home afterward. I wouldn't have. But still, it would have been damn cool. <laughs> and we're pushing past time, but I do want to get through this whole entire thing. So this is going to be a long episode. You guys all right with that? Yeah. Okay. Veronica, you okay? She is muted at the moment. Oh, no. Okay, well, regardless. Lucky's probably being lucky. Yes, yes okay. <laughs> so that, that whole thing happened. And uh, then we are, were treated to a dinner at Mythic, which is a new restaurant at the Bell Center, which unfortunately is where the Hall of Fame of the Habs used to be at the Bell Center. Um, oh. But regardless, super nice, swanky-looking place. Everything 100% catered, beer, wine, I don't know about liquor, but beer, okay. And, uh, you know, the foods. So that was really cool. Um, the foods? What did you eat? Oh, I, I don't know food. They just had everything. Oh. I okay. took pictures of okay. stuff, but, <laughs> but yeah, did I don't. Did they have Dr. Pepper? They, I did not drink Dr. Pepper that night. <laughs> but no, they had like an array of meats that you could get for like cold cut stuff. Um, they had like soups, they had pastries, they had, um, Oh my god! Just all I just I don't know food. Like oh. I I can't do I don't know food. If somebody else okay. was there, they'd be okay. like oh my god, look at all the food because there was a ton. Oh my god, we ate like kings, so that was oh. really great. And then um, while I was hanging out, one of the guys that organizes the camp said that okay, so we did the the alumni sort of draft. You know, looking at the players that were chosen and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I was told then that Josh Georges would be on my team on Team Red. I was like, yes, yeah, so cool. So then we're walking around um, after dinner. We're walking around, 
and uh, we found the Molson Cup <laughs> hanging out in the back of the of the Bell Center. So I got a picture with the Molson Cup, which is really cool. And then we're back at the hotel. So it's we're winding down. We're at the hotel. We're having some drinks. We're having some fun. And um, God damn it, if Josh Georges doesn't walk in and he's just, you know, having a drink and he has a friend along with him, tall, beautiful looking fella, by the way. I was like, what the hell is going on there? So, you know, I didn't, like, hop on over there because half the camp did. I was like, ah, shit, I'm not going to do that. So I'm, I'm sitting, enjoying my drink, and I wait a little bit till the crowd disperses. And then I make my way over, and I'm saying, George, uh, Josh, thank you so much for everything that you've done so far, and we're all super kind, having a good time. And I realized that this very good-looking fellow that Josh is with is Rasmus Ristolainen. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so, and Rasmus, incredible guy. Again, super nice. Having some drinks. And uh, he finished up his beer. And he was like, okay, George, where are we going next? And Josh is like, okay, let's go somewhere. And so they did their thing and on their level of going out. And I said, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to keep up with that. So <laughs> there it was. And I got to bed that night around 3 o'clock. Did very well. <laughs> so then... That was the end of day two. Then day day three, game day. So we had our two practices, and now this is the game day, right? So here we go. I was not hungover. I was dehydrated. That was my first tweet of the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, okay, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, so we get to the Bell Center, and we're in the uh, Mise um area, and which is like a – if you buy into Mise you also, I think you also get, like, food and all that stuff. Well, either way, of course, we get food. And it's very nice, and we eat a bit. Uh, we go to the Tricolor store. We got to, you know, mingle and buy some stuff and all that. That's where I procured all of my mint clothing. So I have a mint hat, yeah. a mint shirt, and mint socks. Ugh, got it. So the thing is, we get back uh, to the room. Like, we had brunch at the Mise We go out shopping, come back to Mise just to, like, regroup and figure out what we're doing next. And that's when they had a projector up, you know, and to do a screen. And they had the most ominous YouTube video up. And it was the 2010 game where Josh Georges took that shot to the back of the head. Yes. That shot there. Yeah, that like. Yes. Yes, yes. So that one. So they play that. And Josh is here with us, right, watching it with us. And this is, the like, the most surprising thing about the camp because of all the things that we've been getting, we've been spoiled rotten so far, right? And then we get to this part of it, and they're saying, so, you know, that was a thing that happened. Then Carrie Frazier was talking about, you know, this is the dedication to the team, dedication to the game itself, but it was also an incredibly risky, right? And con- and we take concussions seriously. I was like, oh, shit, we're getting into this conversation. And everybody mm-hmm. that was a part of the camp were 100% – you know, we have to do better with concussions. And Josh Georges was talking about it. He was saying, yeah, I after that play, I never dived for a puck again like that, right? Yeah. Um, because he was saying, you know, if, it, if that puck was an inch lower and it hit his neck, who knows? Who knows, right? And, uh, the cra- and he was saying that he wasn't diagnosed with a concussion after that shot. And in wow. his time of playing, he was officially given one official concussion like on the books but he was certain he's had like 10 over his career oh my god wow right and that was super surprising and he's being so open about it talking about it and so is carrie frazier you know and everybody was all about it saying that yeah it's dedication to the team and the sport but you have to look out for yourself too because in the end you're the player that's coming home at night you know what i mean 
So, um, and another crazy thing about that brunch was that they had his helmet from that game and they were passing it around and you could clearly see the indentation that the puck made in the helmet so clearly that you could see the puck serial number just, just welted into, um, not the plastic, but you know, the reinforcement of what the puck of what the helmets are. And I mean, that thing was blistering. I mean, yeah, it hit his helmet. The helmet's fine. Right, not not a crack on it, but he was bleeding from the impact when that oh happened. Oh my god! So that was that. Like of all the things that were going on, we're having you know fun, a lot of cool stuff, and then this super serious moment. And they took it seriously, but it was also like we have to take this thing seriously. And you know we're playing hockey. Look out for yourself. And uh, that was really cool. Um, and so after that, we got to do fun stuff again. Uh, one of the guys that was late to the bus because he was drinking got traded. <laughs> <laughs> to another oh. team. <laughs> so they switched two of our players, and that was super cool. Adam was the guy that was traded and uh, from red to uh, white. And Adam's a cool dude. I don't I, – god damn, I can't recall the other guy's name. I have him on Instagram but not Facebook, But and I apologize for that. But Adam is a cool, a cool dude. If he ends up listening, rock on, Adam. Good job at the game. And uh, mm-hmm. after the trade and all that funny stuff, because what they did is that they had the original um, organizer of, like, the first camp come on who doesn't do the camp anymore. But he had, like, a tie-on, like, fake mics were set up. He's like, we have a trade to announce. And he did the whole nine yards with that, right? <laughs> Which did you really say it was one for one? Uh, no, no, he didn't say that. I don't, I don't remember it, it, all of it, but he's like, oh, some off-ice antics have led us to this decision. We're trading <laughs> Adam so-and-so to so-and-so. I was like, that's funny. Um, then afterwards, uh, after we leave the brunch area, we got to go check out the Sabres practice, which is really cool at the bell center. And then we're suiting up for the game in the locker room and the craziest moment probably of the camp is when we're setting up in the guest locker room uh, at the bell center and they say, all right, guys, listen up, sit down. You know, we present to you, everybody. This is Gila Fleur. This is Ivan Cornayer and Guy Carboneau. And <laughs> between Dang. all of those guys, that's like my God. 15, 16 cups between them. Guy Carboneau, the captain of the 93 team. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, 86 was his rookie year. 86 was his rookie year. Captain during the 93 cup. Guy Lafleur. Doesn't need explanation, you know, introduction. He has a no. he has a statue out in the Bell Center, all time leading scorer currently of the Habs, and voted top one hundred player of all time last year, and of course a Hall of Famer. Yvonne Cornier doesn't have a statue, but ten Stanley Cups. You know. How else? What else are you supposed to do with that immense presence? And he's such a gentleman. They are all gentlemen. Incredibly yeah. gracious. Very nice about everything. Uh, everyone got up. Pictures, signing stuff. Um, I had a moment. Uh, you know, my moment at least with Guy. I was talking to him. I said in as best the French I could manage that my grandfather was a big fan of his when my grandfather watched hockey. And uh, because of that, my grandfather raised me, and I am a f- and I am a fan of you, you know, as as the broken French that I can manage. 
Um, I had a puck that I got tricolor. I got signed by him, signed my hat, got a picture with him, and it took everything I could to get back to my stall without, you know, collapsing in a puddle of tears. Because the Habs mean a lot to me because of my grandfather. And I know that being at this camp would have been a huge delight for him. So that was that. Um, I also was able to, uh, you know, uh, you know, just shake hands with uh, Yvonne Cornier, with Guy Carboneau, and we did everything with that. And it's just, you can't put something like that into words. My mother would say that he was there with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes, I'm sure. absolutely. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. I know it. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's yeah. it's impossible to to ignore that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, after I get myself together, this was game day, so we had our jerseys, our legit Habs jerseys, ready to go. Uh, and, uh, you know, we got geared up, got in our kits, and then we're setting up, lining up to go out into uh, the Bell Centre. As if it were opening night for the Habs. They got the music playing. Hockey night in Canada music. They got the Coldplay intro going. And they're introducing us one at a time as we hit the oh ice. Oh my god. <laughs> we have graphics made up from the photo shoot that happened Friday oh. that I forgot to tell everyone about. Uh, yeah, so we got customized graphics. Um, go over to Center Ice. Take a picture with all the alumni that were there. Kerry Frazier and everybody. Uh, go over to the bench, and it's it's game time. And I was lucky enough to have Guy Lafleur as my coach for behind the bench. I was on the team with uh, Josh Georges and Sergio Momesso. Oh my god, that's the, amazing! The other bench had uh, Stefan Kittel and uh, Guy Carbonel and uh, Ivan uh, Cornier coaching them. And we played the game. You know, uh, it was a barn burner. Uh, <laughs> it was a thirteen to twelve game with. <laughs> <laughs> with Team Red losing by one, and it's just oh. I know, I know, which was too bad. And I felt bad too because I was I was the third line center. Each team had three lines as opposed to four, just because of how many people we had. So th- third line right. center, and um, I got no assists, no goals. And once <laughs> I get once I get the video back, I'm going to have to count my plus minus. But um, because I know we had minuses. But the thing is, I I was at least on the line where um, Papino. My right winger, Papino, Quebecois to the core, French-Canadian to the core, got himself a hat trick. And uh, my left winger, uh, Mr. Medel, uh, got himself a goal as well. So I was at least, least in the squad. You were a plus. When those guys were. Well, I hope so because we got plenty of against too. So it was tough. No it was, penalties? Well, what they did, if somebody got a penalty, it was, it was a penalty shot, essentially. And, oh, that's oh, actually cool. a great thing to mention. So one of the people at the camp was a, what's his name there? Uh, Randy Bergeron, right? 70 years old playing with us, which oh is incredible. God. And everyone before the game said, guys, we got to get Randy a goal. And we're like, yeah, that's going to happen. He was on Team White, so I was going up against him. And so we're all discussing, discussing, and I was like, you know, we should let Carrie know. And I was like, yes, OJ, that's a good idea. So we get Carrie in on it. And he's like, okay, I'll take care of this. So we're all playing the game, and there is, there's a lot, there's a lot to this sequence. But at one point, um, I'm on a line, and the line that's against us is the Guy Carbono line. Guy Carbono is centering, and I'm taking a face off against the former captain of the Montreal Canadiens, and. That by itself was incredible. 
Uh, so Guy Carboneau and Randy run the same line, right? And I end up winning the faceoff against Guy Carboneau and shucking it over in our zone and shucking it over the corner. And then uh, yes! another player just zooms in, though, slaps it right into the, the, the blue paint, though, in front of our net. And I was like, fuck that. So I run over <laughs> and I'm stick, ta- stick dangling with one of the other guys just to get the puck out and, like, stick lift so he can't get a shot out. And God damn it, if it's not Randy. <laughs> and I was like, shit. So so I'm skating off after after we're getting the line change. I'm like, I bump shoulders with Guy Carver. I was like, Guy, I'm really sorry about that. I didn't know it was Randy. It's like, okay, we'll get him next time. I was like, okay. So I do the change, and the uh, play goes on. I get out on the ice for a moment, and it's, it's again, against that Guy Carboneau line with Randy, and Josh Georges hits the ice. Randy's about to get the puck just to skate it in, like skate it in through the neutral zone, and Josh Georges just bear hugs him, lifts him, and takes him away from the puck and carries, like, <laughs> interference, penalty shot. <laughs> and, and Randy gears up, goes down the middle of the ice, does a little deke, goalie slips out, and bam, he gets his goal. Yay! So he got a goal for the guy, which is really Yay. cool. But yeah, the rest uh, of the game was I just... have a question? Yeah. I think it's one of our listeners, or at least um, somebody that I follow on Twitter, was there too, and he was one of the goalies, Bruce Howard. Bruce Howard was one of our goalies. Yeah. Which is really cool. I Actually, I honestly don't remember what team he was on, though. He was in in that photo that you sent, the team photo. He was the goalie on the right, kind of in a uh, uh, a light blue jersey. Oh, geez. I was wondering if he was red or white. (laughs) No, there was two goalies. One one fellow, white-haired fellow with a white beard. And the other guy, Bruce, um, he's he's sort of bald. (laughs) And he was wearing a light blue jersey. Jeez, I wish I could remember. I have I mean, to... He's standing right in front of you in the picture. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Because I, I don't know. I'll figure out. Well, once I get the pictures, I'll figure out. But yeah, Bruce, Bruce, Howard, if you're listening, awesome guy. We had a great time. Thank you for everything. Sorry, I don't remember you being on my team or yeah, not. Yeah, he's got a really nice face. Yes, he does have a nice face. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no, he's awesome. So, no, we play the rest of the game. And, uh, you know, the last whistle goes. And it was like a full game. 20 minutes, stop clock. Uh, Carrie Frazier's refing it. Uh, three other kids are doing the lines, like kid kids, you know, are doing the lines, and they get the you know ref with Carrie Frazier, you know. So that was really cool for them, and it was all a great, incredible experience. Um, I had some family, uh, from Sherbrooke show up, uh, the Lucier side of my family. So thank you, Darlene, Sandra, uh, Michael, and oh my God, little Sandra. She's like a third cousin. <laughs> don't remember i'm so sorry (laughs) so but thank you thank those guys for coming and um yeah so that was the game but that wasn't the end of the camp oh my god so afterwards uh we got to we were again on the habs dime we got to suit up go to the luxury suite in the centre bell for saturday night's game against the sabers and it was all the alumni there, free food, free drinks, any drinks this time around, everything, everything, everything. And another special moment during that was uh, during the game, um, Josh Georges was honored. Of course, at the beginning of the game, I'm looking for a seat with a plate of food. I'm like, shit, I don't have any place to sit to watch the game. And I'm looking around, look around, and God damn it, if there's not a seat vacant next to Josh. And I was like, oh, 
excuse me, sir, is anyone sitting here? He's like, no, 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 please, yo, no, take it. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So I sit down. And, of course, uh, it was either during the first or second period where, you know, the announcer, you know, uh, Michelle Qua says, uh, you know, well, the video – first, the video starts playing. It's all Josh George highlights. I was like, oh, geez, here we go. And then mm-hmm. they uh, – then the camera zoomed in on him and the crowd, you know, erupts, which is great. And uh, then uh, then the camera pans out and, you know, there's me sitting next to the guy and I'm clapping with everyone else and everything. And poor Josh – uh, it was really special because I'm kind of jumping around with the story, but yeah, I mean, he was getting emotional for it. You know, he couldn't stand, at least he didn't, he just didn't stand to give a little wave, one or two of those, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, the thing is I asked him like before the game started, I was like, so, you know, when, you know, how often do you come by for games? And he said, he doesn't, this is the first time he's been at the bell center to watch a game since being traded. I was like, no wow. shit. And he said, well, and then, you know, some other people are talking to him and, you know, seeing people are asking, you know, how does it feel? And he said, even right now, I still have nerves being here. You know, I get wow. a little emotional being wow. here. And it was really evident, too, because during the intro, the big intro with it, where it highlights every team that's won a Stanley Cup so far or coming out on are highlighted on the ice. Right. And he's taking he's leaning forward. He's on the edge of his seat. He got his. He has his phone out and he's taking a video of it, you know, or wow. pictures. So he's in it as much as everyone yeah. else is in that building, and so the tribute happens and then play goes on for the rest of the game. And you know, I I had to say it. I was like, you know, Josh, your time here as a have you were loved by everyone and you are still loved by everyone. Evidence enough. Everyone giving you this cheer here. They know you and you're a part of the history here and everyone loves you. And he looks over and just gives me the biggest grin. Doesn't say a word. And the game goes on. So I had my moment with Josh's. And that was really cool. That is really cool. Game goes on. Um, awesome. I go to meet up with Jess again. And this is Jess's fall. And while I'm gone, I heard. <laughs> like, I didn't hear about this until, like, a few days afterwards. So I leave. I come back. And a few days later, I heard that Charles Houdon stopped by. Oh, shit. Damn it. I missed it. Damn it. Damn it, Jess. So, anyways. <laughs> no, thank you, Jess. You're, you're, you're a gem. Um, and then, yeah, after the game, uh, the Habs played amazing. You know, got two wins while the camp was there, which was really cool. And after the game, we went out drinking again, as usual. And that's it. Awesome. Sort of. So awesome. Almost sort of that it. Because, so, Sunday happens nothing's going on camp wise, but me and some of the campers went out to a bar to watch the Carolina game ends an overtime loss. It happens. No big deal. Um, and then Monday though, again, uh, because of the camp, we were treated to seeing, uh, some spring training, some major league baseball at Olympic stadium, blue Jays against the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Again, in a suite catered and just, awesome times so um with all that said that's all of the camp wrapped up i wanted to give a big shout out to uh brian da silva uh angelo tyrone um then angelou i think that's how you pronounce his name Mm -hmm. and just uh, those four guys just treated us like kings the entire time they were great answering questions, making sure everyone, you know, they have to herd cats with us. And they did it with such grace and class. And that's something I want to emphasize here that, you know, the Habs 
put this together in concert with the uh, with the alumni association that the Habs have, and it's just it's an unbeatable, unforgettable experience, and probably without doubt, probably the best weekend of my life. And I've had weekends. Oh, yeah. yeah, I bet. And that's it. Sorry for going over time. That's no. amazing. I'm so glad that you were able to go. Me too. And have an amazing time. I'm glad you guys were. Yes, no, it was just, it's unbeatable. It was unforgettable. It's just great. I'm thinking and about. it's so great that the yeah. players like Josh, George is just hanging out with you guys. Oh, right? Just was, hanging with you guys. That was so great. Like just during practice, either he's helping you out with something or he's, you know, making fun of something else. And it was just, it was just incredible. It really was. At the game, uh, Guy Lafleur, you know, he let his frustrations be known because we were down eight to four in the first period, <laughs> and he, man, man, someone made a bad pass. He'd be like, "Tab our neck, soft." <laughs> it's like, "Whoa, shit!" He's getting into this now, <laughs> and it's just, it was so good. And just one of the other things, you know, someone gets the puck in the zone, he's hesitating. He's like, "Shoot the kill!" It's like, "Oh, my god." <laughs> <laughs> so there was, and you could hear Yvonne on the other bench. You know, someone's getting into the zone. He's like, "Hit him! Use the boards!" It's like, "What? No, we can't do that." <laughs> it was just funny. So that was really cool. But no, it was great because yeah, Josh was just hanging out, and I heard that um, from one of the organizers after you know we were at the ball game, just talking about the camp. And the initial plan was that Brandon Prust was supposed to be there, right? And right, but he had surgery. And the thing was, like, Brandon Press was supposed to be, like, the, the, the alumni there. And then the legends, of course, too, were supposed to be there. But the whole plan initially was that, you know, Brandon Press was going to go to Laval with you. And then it's like, okay, well, we have another guest with us. Here's Josh Georges. So we were supposed to have two, both of those guys together. I was like, oh, my Lord. Can you imagine? I couldn't. Ooh, the stories Brandon Press could tell. Oh, the yeah, stories that Josh shit. Georges did tell. Oh, <laughs> my Lord. It's really incredible stuff. I loved it. I can, loved it. Can I say something just quickly? Of course. I totally fucked up about who Bruce Howard was. Oh. Bruce, Bruce Howard is the guy, a couple of goalies over, I, I couldn't see his pats, and he's got a beard and has hair. Oh. Uh, also a very good face. Oh, nice. That's but awesome. Yeah, I made a mistake. No, that's okay. See, he doesn't that have is... Facebook, I don't think. Damn it. No. Oh, well. But he's on Twitter. Good, good, good. Yes, he is. I'm going to look him up yeah. right now just so I can yeah. see. Did, did we play with him? I don't think we did. He has uh, the uh, uh, pinned photo, pinned tweet on mm-hmm. his Twitter is a photo of him and Josh. Yep, yep, I see him. Awesome. Yeah. He was on Team White, so he I was taking shots against him then. Right. So good for him. That's awesome. So a wise person once said, don't spend your money on things. Spend your money on experiences. This is an experience yep. to spend money on everybody. Believe that's me. What I, <laughs> that's the philosophy um, I also live by. Yeah. yeah. It was just something. I mean, I'm, I'm now I'm thinking in my head, all right, how am I going to finagle this for next year? Because I swear to God, we were at one of the dinners and they're talking about, they're just dropping, people are just dropping names. Like, who would you want to see at the next Habs alumni thing? And I was like, Jesus, I wouldn't mind seeing like Kirk Moeller on the ice. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but then somebody, a very wise person said, well, why not Saku Koivu? I was like, oh, <clears throat> stop it. You know? <laughs> Either that or like Plekenic, you know? It's like, oh my God. Plekenic. 
That'd be so Oh great. my god. I know. So they just they they that were just rattling off names like they were, somebody said like Larry Robinson, get him in here. Someone get Ken Dryden in here, you know? So it's like, man, every every camp, every year, every camp's going to be something different cuz there's just so many great names for the Habs. So you never know. You never know until it yeah. actually happens. So if you're thinking about doing it, and I know I had people uh, messaging me, DMing me uh, about the details behind everything, you know, please DM me, and I'll give you all the details that I can. And then, um, you know, whenever our, whenever I hear that the Habs stuff is coming up again, if I have permission to, I'll just share it on Twitter because they don't really promote this for whatever reason. I know. It's really interesting. But man, you see them tweet about it once a year, but yeah, but man, if you're talking about bang for your buck, I mean, yeah, (laughs) and you get to keep all your shit. Yes. Oh, duh. Yeah. So you get pro gear, you get the pro pants game worn by a previous player. Same with the gloves and the helmet and socks, the socks. And tape. And tape. <laughs> <laughs> and you get, like, pullovers. Um, You guys can check out my video that I made of all the stuff that I got that I, that I highlighted, uh, like, last night, I think I did. So. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I'll send it to you. I've been staying the hell away from Twitter. Yeah, it's not good. I right missed now. it also. It's, oh, my God. I'll put it on the group chat. No problem. Yeah. Okay, cool. But um, <laughs> we're way over time. Uh, do we have any closing <laughs> thoughts? I just had, I was, go ahead. No, no, go. You go. I was just looking at a tweet, just looking at my replies, and at Les Scooter, Mm -hmm. I guess in response to my, oh, I see everyone's handling things well. Oh, geez. He replied to me, well, it is a 78-game season and all. Wait, what? (laughs) It's true. We have four more games. Yes. Yes. We do have four Um, more games. I was just going to say congratulations to the Petries. Yes. On their impending third child. Who will be named Bo. (laughs) That's a good one. That is a good one. If it's a boy. Bo Petrie. And if it's a girl. Yes. Yeah. Boette. Bo. Bo. Bill. Or Billy. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Mm, Maybe not Billy. It's William. Yeah. There's a girl. Bell. Bell. Bell Petrie. Bridget. I like that name. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Those are good names. <laughs> Has to be a B name. Yeah. We, yeah. we we found that out on Angela's Instagram. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Angela, for the insider yeah. info. Yeah. Thanks, Angela. <laughs> neener, neener. So many tips. And she got a haircut, Angela. Yes. It looks amazing. Yeah. The bob, sort of, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Good job, girl. Millie is so long. <laughs> yes. She is a long lady. She's cute. She's very cute. Yeah. So congrats to the prices as well for an amazing family. For yes. making those pretty children. children. Beautiful children. Jesus. And charming and smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have another game on Saturday. Saturday's yep. next game. In Winterpeg. Winterpeg. Winter peg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the status of Big Buff? I I imagine he'll play. Is Dustin Bufflin injured? He had been for a while. I, I have not been paying attention to Winnipeg. I know he was practicing, but I don't know if he's playing playing gotcha. or playing. Right. 
Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll find out tomorrow. A lot of things to look forward to. Uh, Byron news, Buffalo news. Because without Buffalo, yeah, that hurts uh, Winnipeg. And, I mean, the last time we played Winnipeg, we spanked them. So Yes. We'll have to yeah. see what happens. The march continues, despite everybody's reservations. The march continues. If the only reservations I have are for dinner. The Habs, <laughs> if the Habs win one game and Carolina and Columbus lose all of their games, we're in the playoffs. Yeah. There it yep. is. And the Habs, you can be sure that the Habs aren't quitters. No, they're not going to take any of this lying down. Nope. 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 So good. And again, the way they lost tonight, they're going to be salty. They're going to be salty and pissed off. That's right. That's right. You know who hates to lose? Andrew Shaw. Yup. That's right. No one else hates to lose? Carey Price. Carey Price. Fucking hates to lose. You know who else hates to lose? Shea Weber. Max Domi. Max and Max Domi. Domi. And Shea Weber. And Shea Weber. Max was looking for it tonight. Oh, he was <laughs> he was ready for he was ready to get committed. Like, he was ready he for looked, it. He looked like you know when the <laughs> the tigers like paced the cage really pissed off yes. at you? That's what he looked like. His little hair yeah. peeking out from under his helmet and he was just skating around looking. He was like, I, I'm ready to go. I was it at the opening face-off of the second or third period where he was already trying to fight somebody? Yes. Yeah, wow. third period. The third. Wow. Yeah. I mean, was, yeah. it's mm. good that he kept it down, but, I mean, of course, the game got away from us afterwards. Yeah. But discipline. I also really appreciate Shea Weber literally peeling Nick Felino off of yes. the net. Yeah. <laughs> I tweeted. I said, Oh, Shea Weber okay. is a hands-on defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> just peeling him off. Yeah. Thank you, Shea Weber. Because Nick Foligno gets on my nerves. So, they've got four games. Yeah. And, I mean, it's never going to happen. But it would be great instead of everybody pointing fingers and blaming and saying shit and whatever and turning on each other as a fan base, be supportive by being supportive. Nobody helps anything when you're being shitty. Like if it were your kid, you wouldn't be saying, well, you don't need to go to your last two games because you've already lost. Yeah. Might as well like You're still going. There's still a chance. So, Anyway, yeah, it's still possible. It's still possible, and we're still here, and that's all that matters. We're still here, we're still in it. And Carolina lost, which made things interesting and easier. Yep. Mm -hmm. So with that, with that being said, I think we're all set tonight. This is, I think, our longest episode. (laughs) My fault. Thanks, listeners. It's okay. Thank you, listeners. Yeah, hope you have a long. Yeah, totally worth it. it. Totally. But I hope you guys have a long commute Friday. Uh, It is Friday. (laughs) So have fun during that. Yeah. And, uh. Okay. (laughs) Bye. 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 Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye. Did you ever.